Welcome, Bienvenue, to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is a show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we're developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. so we got a new world series champion i think given the circumstances you must be pretty happy the boys in orange i was touting them (laughs) all year they came through and who was who did you poo poo in the preseason pretty heavily when i said that he was going to be a top 20 player george springer connecticut's finest you know what i um I stand by that, and the price that people are going to pay for his five World Series home runs is insane. <laughs> he, oh yeah, I, he's not going to be on the um, he's not going to be on the list for players that I think are going too late. This year. <laughs> no, there is no chance. If we were if we were looking, you know, we've we talked about being swept up in playoff narratives. George Springer is the playoff narrative that people are going to get swept up in. He is one of them. Clayton Kershaw, any? How do you feel about his the curse, his postseason curse? The curse, curse shot. <laughs> the curse oh, shot. Thank you. I just make that to, up I right now. Trying to get there. To, yeah, yeah, I did. It's tough right to say. The, <laughs> yeah, off the old noggin. I, it sounded better in my head than when I actually. No, said absolutely it. hard to get around that. I think that he's primed to have another elite season in which he probably pitches somewhere between. 160 and 205 innings <laughs> yeah um curious to know what they what they do with with him next year on that on that workload i mean i think it'd be hard pressed to say that he was tired at the end of the season as the reason for why game five went south why he had a game in just about every round that went south yeah that's true but he pitched game i mean he pitched three good innings in game seven so yeah well he did get the bases loaded so i don't know i'm i mean i think that he clearly is a different pitcher in the postseason the most low-hanging fruit interpretation is the one that we've already offered where he's just exhausted i'll be curious to see if the dodgers do something about that does it move his draft day value for you at all, knowing that the Dodgers might be more aggressive sitting him? Oh, yeah. No, I think that, and we, we've talked about this ad nauseum, that um, it really means that the other guys, the the um, 1A aces, are mm-hmm. that much more valuable. So speaking of Cy Young candidates... Have you taken a look at the um, the awards finalists announcements? I did because I uh, I still haven't done my my annual November early November turning off of uh, ESPN push alerts. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so yes, I still got it. Um, what on here are you most surprised by? I'll just give you a totally blank slate. 
I was looking at the NL Cy Youngs, and I was like, ugh. Really, the NL Cy Young is what got you, not the fact that Paul Molitor is on the AL Manager of the Year. Oh, I mean, that's hilarious. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, it's hilarious, but it shows you how how much um, A.J. Hinch and Terry Francona are ahead yeah. of the rest of the AL. <laughs> no, that's that's so right. Like, what, what do you do then? Um, do you think it would have been funny if they'd given it to Joe Girardi? <laughs> <laughs> yes oh my god that would have been so great like, shouldn't joe girardi realistically shouldn't joe girardi be on this short list ahead of paul molitor you think that he was and then they're like <laughs> yeah. uh joe girardi is not returning to the team he's like uh who had a good year that was surprising <laughs> who else made uh, it who twins? else made it crap <laughs> <laughs> well don't let don't let people tell you that the mlb isn't funny I mean, I, I I do kind of feel like that's true, but okay. So that's that's a good narrative. Uh, the other two, the other two narratives that I think are hilarious is like AL Rookie of the Year and NL Rookie of the Year. Like, why are they even naming three players in each I know, of those? It's a joke, total joke. Paul DeYoung, like, oh yeah, I bet. <laughs> oh, yeah. let me count on one hand how many votes he gets. <laughs> But it is, you know, it is the MLB, so they are going to get a bunch of, like, contrarian votes. All right, this week on the pod, Eric is going to outline some problems and features, I guess, that he's been having, and we're going to negotiate what are, how we can help each other on that. And then in the second half, I'm going to present some stuff that Eric recommended that I do in the past couple of weeks, and we have a few early results, things that we are going to try and turn over and figure out what exactly we can do with them. Take it away, Eric. Yes, I guess a, a little bit more about what I was doing. So in tandem, I was trying to grab all of those DL transactions. And I have it like mostly slick now. But then the bigger problem is getting it. Number one, I have the DL data right now into two separate tables. There's up transactions mm. and there are down transactions. <laughs> and then what I needed to do, and this is why I was digging into your code, was create the equivalency to the um, player ID, player IDs in yep. fan graphs. And so now those tables have, it's up transaction, it's got the sh- shitty version of the name, you know, shitty because it didn't bring in any accents. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> accents were trans, like letters with accents were translated to and a number code, a unicode, the unicode code, and then a semicolon <laughs> just in the middle of it. Oh my god, god that's such so a ridiculous. Pain so I had to go back through and clean up all those to get those equivalencies. I had to then, you know, I create, I used all of that scraped information to get 75 ish percent of the records were able to match up. And then I had to go back and clean up all the places where there were um, there were the errors because of the Unicode translations. Oh my god! That got another that got another like twenty percent, and then the last five percent I just had to manually find guys who like I've never heard of before. I love that. And some who I was like I had heard of, and I was like, um, like Sean Tollison. Mm. It's like, oh, 
apparently he didn't play. Yeah, did this he year did he play at all this major year? League team. Nope. No, he didn't. He did not end the year on a major league roster. Really? Wow, that sucks. <laughs> how the mighty have fallen. Well, how the <laughs> mid tier have fallen. <laughs> Right, yeah. Oh, I wish that I, I, don't, I don't have that still in the same way. It's just so great. All these players. There's like a coat. Kevin Gaeta is one, and Cody Bassett, I think. Players, yeah. Maybe. Maybe I'll need to know about them later. But I've um, put up in our outline some pseudo code. Oh, I saw, buddy. Did you see that? I did. So now I need to now I need to create your your dictionary format um, using the two the two tables. I need to now create like I need to create one dictionary from that. So I think that I figured out what the process needs to be to be able to match those. Um, up transactions to the down transactions because there's not it's not a one-to-one so you can't just say you can't just like join on on like the different transactions because there there's the case where um, a player has an update and no down date why is that so how's that no why is that how could well let's think about what what happened with my favorite player of the year you he started in the minors oh 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 and so he came up right okay um or he has it or a person has a down date and no update so that means that they you know ended their season in the middle of the season and so, um, basically, those, and then there's all the cases where there's neither a down date or an update, which means they, in theory, should have played the entire. We're on a major league roster the entire season, um, so we need to be able to go through those systematically. And really, this is one of those exercises where like eighty percent of them are going to fall in the, they played the entire season, or they you know ended their season at some point started their season at some discrete point or had one one case where they were on the DL but if you're seeing what I've written here I'm not going to read out the pseudo code for everybody so pseudo code for everybody who is not intimately aware pseudo code is a way to write out the steps that you're going to take in um, your code coding language and it's the idea is that you're getting part of the way there. So I like use the term get unique player le- list as like step number one. That's going to be like that could end up being three or four lines of code. But the idea is pretty simple. It's a discrete step is to get all the, the unique players in one list and then get the unique date list. So Michael has his. Um, his matrices set up they start on to march march first yeah. they go to um some random what is day it? october 5th what day they, yeah october 5th so. or something like that so i need to because my information has dates i need to go through and um take his information and say you know 
slot number zero, the very first slot is equal to March 1st. And so that's the date. So I need to have a list of dates. So I can do um, functions off of that. Anyways, you, do you see anything here that I'm not thinking of yet? I don't. Are you actually, thinking of an think, easier way to do this? I gotta say, this is pretty slick. <laughs> it took me. It took me a little while to think through how. And, and usually, when I'm doing this kind of exercise, what you're doing is you're taking the semantics, and you're pulling out the different steps that you like you're just mentally would be able to do if you were to um, start sorting out the beans like you have to there are a whole bunch of steps that you have to tell the computer to do before you even like start sorting out the beans you have to say lay all the beans out on a table <laughs> define where the different pockets are for counting beans etc so why why did this have to be a bean metaphor and I just think of that as the lowest level of doing math because that's how I learned how to do math <laughs> in kindergarten. And and it's okay. <laughs> right? Am I right? Hey, I mean you're yeah, yeah, you're right. When you're right, you're right, man. Yeah. Um yeah. So I'm basically there with getting these DLs. It's not DL screens, it's like transactions because there's so many different transactions we need to consider and um, Mike and I actually have to go through a little bit if anyone wants to talk to us about uh, <laughs> different types of MLB transactions we'd be happy to take your advice would, would we be happy <laughs> I, I, I don't know a little preview of the review session here an important opinion on a key ingredient. Leon, Leon Perrins, uh, you you fully remove the paper or you just rip it down? Um, I may rip it down, but I rip it, I rip the whole top bit. Not like, like you can't, if you're getting the paper wet, then you're doing it Yeah, right. but like how far down the neck? Like do you go all the way to where the bottle's wide or do you stop partway down the neck? A centimeter over the net over where the bottle winds up right okay I respect that all right last week I talked a bunch about interactive visualizations but we have to figure out what exactly we're going to put in the visualization so this week I spent some time back slogging through the Python code reran the scraper to get everything all the stuff that we needed and the big innovation this week is dividing things up by position this is something that you had talked about a little bit and I haven't thought much about the applications, so I'm kind of curious. What were you? What are you thinking? We can do with the positions. Well, I I want to make sure that people are compared to the right denominator. Hmm. I mean, we've we've talked about how the different positions have very very different hitting curves, and I think that your work is going to be able to show that. So we don't want to be comparing a second baseman whose strengths are you know, runs and batting average to a first baseman whose strengths are RBIs and um, and home runs, you know. We want to be able to have the curve, we're comparing that curve to the right people. Yeah, and those are great examples. So the two things that I'm showing you right now, and we'll just kind of talk through these two examples, are I plotted 
growth charts for home runs by position and then growth charts for runs by position. And exactly what you said just pops right out. If you compare the median growth chart for on home runs for a first baseman to a second baseman, first basemen are approximately double. Wow. Approximately yeah. double the home run totals for the second baseman. That is crazy. So, and the second baseman, I like crazily, the median is more similar to a catcher. The median, yeah. And then there's a, a tier of you start seeing it at like what is that the 60th percentile? Yeah. Wow, it really jumps up from the 50th to the 60th That's right. percentile. And then the the other thing is that the first baseman, the the zeroth percentile. Now this I, I should caveat this. What I'm showing you right now is everybody who started more than 50 games at that position. Okay. So that's how I picked this. We can argue about that number at some other time. Um, or or right now, I don't. That's fine too. But basically, if you have a, your regular first baseman, the zeroth percentile, they have to get fifteen home runs, or they're actually useless. <laughs> like the really the wow. The I, well, I mean, it's the highest. It's the yeah. highest zero value across any of the positions. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. that really hits in on the the stereotype. Yeah, and so I, I mean, I find I find that to be really interesting. Um, curious what to make of that. Here's another choice that I made, though, and I'm curious to know what you think of this. You split out the outfielders. I split out the outfielders. You you guess. Yeah, no, this is cool. Now look at the differences. Even the so basically, no, yeah. center fielders are better, or uh, right fielders really are the best hitters. Best hitters, yeah, it's apparently. Which makes sense, right? They're um, well, I don't know. Does it make sense? Right fielders versus left fielders? Because they're playing... I mean, they're they're fielding a lot more of the ground balls. So it's it tends to be the lighter fielding position. The right fielders? Yeah. You know, it doesn't... It, it doesn't make... It never really totally makes sense to me, but I know that that is where you hide your defensively inept outfielders and it's not it's not just by stadium either it's not just because certain stadiums play that way it seems nope. to be everywhere yeah i why are there fewer balls out is it is it because they take less time to get out there and well i think you oh and you have fewer balls tossed and then you have the strongest defensive player in front of you at short yeah, <laughs> I mean, see, I, I maybe, maybe that's it. I, I don't really know. I mean, you have fewer plays at the plate. I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm not sure exactly what the, like, you're, you're less likely to throw down to third than a left fielder is to throw down to first. But mm. anyway, the reason that we're talking about this is because the growth chart for right fielders is appreciably better than any of the other positions. Oh yeah, for home for runs. home runs. So yeah. why are they stuffing power hitters out in right field? The center field being sort of clustered lower makes a lot of sense to me. Like those are, you know, lower because they're more like the second base archetype of being a faster guy. They're covering for that right fielder. That's right. You know, they're supposed to be the best defensively. And then 
I don't know if you're going to save this for later, but the runs-wise, yes. center field and run right fielder look very similar. <laughs> yes, I know. No, I wasn't going to save it for later. The other, the other chart that we looked at is runs, and there's not a lot of difference here. Shortstops, interestingly, score fewer runs. Why do you think that is? Well, we were talking. We were doing our second baseman, second baseman versus shortstop analysis. Yeah. It was the second baseman were appreciably better these days. Maybe it's just because uh, there's more as we've got more saber metrics. There's been more realization that a defensive shortstop is very important. You can't get away with Eduardo Nunez <laughs> <laughs> actually playing shortstop for you. Yeah, I guess um, I guess with the, with the prevalence of the shift, you have to have a a higher quality defensive shortstop. I mean, I I don't know, but th- these are the things that we actually have to think about for the paper, right? Because <laughs> these are all kind of points that we want to make on some level. Yep. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I mean, th- the runs I find interesting because it's there's a lot less spread than the homers. Um, oh, yeah. Each one of these, it's very... It feels like each one of these um, plots you have a good dispersion of the different percentiles. Like, it's pretty even, a little bit easier. Whereas, like, in the home runs, it's home, so much more clustering. Like, to go from 0% to 50% That's right. on, like, left fielders, it's oh, 0 to 40%. There's, the, like, no difference. But on these, it's all you can see, the actual percentiles. Yeah, so I'm... You know, there's still there's still stuff to unpack here, but the point was that um, this this is a new capability, and obviously, given the fact that we just talked off the top of our heads for five minutes on what the implications mm-hmm. could be, clearly it's something that we need to think about. So, what do you Absolutely. what do you picture being the next step for this? What can we do in the next week or two with this? Week, really? Well, the next the next step in terms of the the um, growth chart platform as we were calling it in the abstract was to try to create some some fitted lines yep. to those different pers- to players on that um on that axis so what i had done earlier in the in the year was to create a linear regression um i i was looking at runs linear regression equation for every single player and then i was clustering the um the coefficients of of that linear regression um model um so we could actually compare players together Mm -hmm. to see like over the course of the season how are you know what are the the players kind of archetyping Uh, what is the term that we that i said that we had to start using bet more typographical typographical yes not just archetypal but uh the our typographical analysis uh and you know we can that i think that was a really useful way of getting an idea of what good growth charts looked at and what they looked like and how they actually compared against players Mm -hmm. all right you about ready to wrap this sucker up let's go I see that you are thinking that we should discuss Stranger Things. I have never seen a moment of Stranger Things. You have not watched a moment of Stranger Things. I've not watched Things. a moment of it. So this is your PSA time to either sell me on it or whatever you want to do. Have you naysayed it? No. I feel like 
I believe that one of my sisters was a naysayer nice. of uh, this this show. Um, it's good. I enjoy it. Basic. I, I mean, I might have to just send you the intro um, song. Like if we pe- if we just decide what shows we're gonna do based on the like show open song. Hmm. This would definitely be in there with BoJack. I don't think it says funky music, but it might say like eerie music. Ooh, I, all right, that'll that'll be my res- my main research project for the week. Uh, how far into season two are you? I at least know that we're on season two. I'm not a total luddite here. Um, I'm three episodes in. You, unless you have like no class, unless you're like, <laughs> uh, and gonna like cancel all your classes tomorrow, like you're not gonna be able to catch up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's all over. No, no, man. Yeah. All right. All right. I'll just leave that one to you. I'll. Uh, but I can pause. I can. I can pause. No, I wouldn't ask you to do that. I've been reading all the like. Okay, so you finished Stranger Things season two. What next? Like I've been seeing so many of those. The lady takes them a little bit slower than I like to. So, if you're able to get, you know, if you're able to get a big chunk of them in, I still make. You might be able to like. A line, yeah, a line so you can catch up with me. Well, I mean, maybe I do need something to look forward to because I got to be honest, Southern news story that you shared, Disney acquiring 21st Century Fox, I don't know how I feel about it. It seems like a lot of consolidation is happening lately in like everything from like airlines to movie companies. Are we really happy with Rupert Murdoch controlling everything that we see? Um, what is his name? Carver. Uh, from uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. Oh yes. <laughs> oh man. Oh, what an all-timey villain. Man, he's a good villain. All right. Well, I think that about brings us to the review session. Mm-hmm. Shepherd's Pie. Have you been in New England long enough to know what Shepherd's Pie is? I feel like I. I feel like you didn't really know Shepherd's Pie when I first no, met you. No, that was nope, nope, nope. That's that's not. It wasn't a thing. Uh, you know, is that a type of hot dish? Yeah, basically. I mean, that's about it. Like, why would you make a Shepherd's Pie when you make a hot dish? Why would you put real mashed potatoes <laughs> on it when you could uh, put tater tots in? <laughs> put tater tots in the hot dish. <laughs> what are yeah, you talking well. about here? Uh, I love, I love the. Um, the battles that you've set up here yeah so i have said <laughs> we we must uh, be um analytical here and there are a couple of things that i really have to know your opinion mm-hmm. on there is a number one the corn versus pea battle mm-hmm. there's the heavy potato versus light on potato mm-hmm. battle there's the ground beef versus the field in terms of the meat and then, here again, Worcestershire sauce versus the field. All right, I'm All right, ready. So my, let's 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 hear let's hear it. So, first, you do like shepherd's pie, I correct? Do. Oh yes. Okay, good. All right, it's pretty hard not to like I shepherd's know, pie. I know. I mean, I but I would say the same thing about hot dish, and I've yet to hear other people espouse its virtues. Oh, I get it. Like <laughs> hot dish can be pretty good all right well but it's not it's not delicacy well neither is shepherd's pie anyways corn versus pea Pea. okay Uh, i can 
<laughs> I can eat it. I can have the corn in the shepherd's pie. Definitely not the preference. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree with that. Um, I'm I I go for uh, I want to go light on the potatoes here. It's a little bit more of the English style, mm-hmm. more of the uh, British style of things. Going light on the potato. I like to imagine the pub. I I definitely ordered shepherd's pie in in Britain a few times and was like, what what ha- where is the potato? I'm a heavy potato kind of guy. I bet you are a real good real good hat on there. Yeah, it should be like fifty percent mashed potato, fifty <laughs> percent meat slash vegetable. This guy. <laughs> Fitty fitty. I will say because of the pea thing earlier, you can already guess that I'm gonna be hot on the ground beef. You are on the ground oh, beef. Yeah. Wow. I am. I am. You surprised. A lamb I would have thought that you'd been you put like some lamb in there. I have done. I have done lamb sometimes. I mean, I always make it as ground beef, but <laughs> I have done lamb, and because what am I gonna spend the extra like two fifty for? for ground lamb when I don't know the quality of it? No, I'm not going to do it. But it is better. When you have some good ground lamb and you do it up with ground lamb, it is like just yeah. no, kicks you're, it up You're right. Notch. You're absolutely right about that. Have you ever tried it with like turkey or veal? Uh, never tried it with veal. Yes, with turkey. Um, Doesn't really work with it's turkey. It's just not the same. It's just not the same. The turkey, not, turkey just... can't stand up to the mashed potatoes. No, it can't. And it's like too dry and like stringy. Yeah, you, sort yeah of. I know. Yeah, I know because mm. it's it's been so extruded. I feel like when you get it. Yeah, there's there's some things that turkey is great for, but oh, I love me a good turkey yeah. burger, but this is not the right situation for that. Uh, I do too. I like a good turkey burger, some nice seasoning in there. Now, this last well. one. This is this is really should be like the umami category, I think. And I gotta be honest, <laughs> if I'm trying to shortcut stuff umami in a shepherd's pie, I'm going with soy sauce over Worcestershire sauce. Wow. I I'm I know, I'm sorry. Wow. I you know but you, you didn't even make me pick soy sauce, so I'm taking the field. Saying that there's a whole wide range of umami flavors that you can toss in there. Get a good mushroom gravy going on in there. You don't need Worcestershire sauce to muck that oh up. Oh my gosh! I know that you're hot. Wow. I know that so you are sad. all about the Worcestershire sauce, but I am. I love it. I and I don't have many excuses to use Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> well, uh, I think we got to the bottom of that one. So time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter. Fantasy Tools, mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Definitely like their stuff, guys. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, mind the Z. All I've got left is worst of luck to you, buddy. Worst of luck to you, too.